Hello, everyone. Welcome to my show, Career Startup Leadership Podcast, a podcast to spotlight world-class Asian entrepreneurs, C-suite executives, and leaders who provide candid insights and wisdom from the personal journey to inspire you. And this is your host, Priyanka Komla. And if you're watching us live on LinkedIn, do remember to subscribe to us by following me, Priyanka Komla, as well as our Career Startup Leadership Podcast page on LinkedIn. And on YouTube, hit that subscribe icon so you can stay tuned with our live notifications. And we have something exciting we are doing today, which is debuting on Instagram. So to our Instagram followers, we're super excited to be part of Instagram and hopefully look forward to your support as well. Now, we have an amazing guest lined up for today, and he's a young entrepreneur based out of Michigan. Now, let me unveil who that special guest of mine is. Hi, Tej. Welcome to the show. Hi, Priyanka. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Such a pleasure, Tej. So to our listeners, Tej Ail is the CEO of Think Impact. Before I unveil more information about his startup, Tej, how is it snowing in Michigan? Tell us a little bit about the weather over there. Yeah, I mean, it's today and tomorrow it's supposed to be snowing. But uh, as they say in Michigan, it's always kind of unexpected weather. So I guess we'll see what we have in store. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And I went to school at the University of Michigan. So it's it's always nice to have nostalgic memories, thinking about winter times and how the world works in the Midwest. All right. So for our listeners, let me tell you about Tej Ale. So Tej is the founder and CEO of Think Impact, which was founded in June 2017. And it's based out of Michigan. He's focused on helping organizations expand their digital footprint. One of the best things that I love about Tej is he recently won the Young Alumni Award from Oakland University, which recognizes business leaders that are making an impact in the local community. You know, such wonderful things that you are doing at a very young age, Tej. So tell me, what does it feel being Tej? Yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, I was born and raised in in, uh, Rochester Hills, Michigan. Um, But for me, in terms of the business part of it, um, I was always fascinated with uh, business as a whole and being that uh, entrepreneurship ran in the family as well. And my mom was working for Corporate America. It was also my dream to always have my own business at some point. And uh, in terms of what I'm like, I'm just a regular guy that likes to challenge himself, um, likes to learn new things and uh, you know, travel the world, explore different cultures, take part in sports, and uh, just all around being uh, around a great supportive circle. That's amazing. Now, tell us about Think Impact. How did you coin this name, and what kind of digital footprint work do you do to help organizations succeed, especially in these challenging times where? having a social media and a digital presence is very essential for all organizations. Yeah, so Think Impact, as you briefly mentioned, was formed in June of 2017. Um, But before we actually formulated the company, we did our, or I did my own marketing research, if you will, um, with local businesses to actually see how many local businesses have a digital presence or what sort of, um, you know, if they're active on Facebook, Instagram, which, proved to be essential tools, as you mentioned. And so first I did that initial case study and it was, the results were rather surprising. Um, It was, you know, surprising to see that not as many small businesses were utilizing, um, you know, all these platforms to their advantage. 
Um, and so some of the other companies, small companies had approached us as well that needed help with marketing strategy and social media and branding. Um, so based on those results, it was, you know, seeing that there was a demand, we formulated the company in June of 2017. Um, in terms of the effect that it's had during this pandemic, I think uh, it's definitely changed a lot of business models. I think particularly those that go, you know, that before COVID were in a brick and mortar sort of business model and, you know, relied heavily on in-person uh, marketing and going the traditional marketing channels, sending out newspapers and marketing and magazines, it's definitely shifted. And I think with now, you know, running Instagram ads, LinkedIn ads at the palm of your fingertips, and if done properly, I think the results are rather surprising. And a lot of small and emerging businesses can see a big ROI. Um, and part of, you know, big part of that is educating these small businesses on, you know, educating them on why digital is, seems to be the new wave, um, at least from what we've seen. And it's also, I think, made existing businesses probably pivot to even more target demographics and more target markets um, and realizing all of that can be done in an online world. I'm so glad you're focused on helping small and emerging business owners capture the digital footprint. But tell me this stage, what's one of the challenges that you've seen working with these small business owners? Because it's a huge shift for them from moving to a you know, brick and mortar store to having a presence online and how do they put their narrative up there so it aligns with what their end users or clients would need. So what's one challenge you're seeing there? Challenges, you know, I think a lot of people like to see instant ROI on the products that they invest in, right? So I think trying to make them understand that from a strategic point of view, at least within the digital realm, it's not going to happen overnight. It is going to take time. Uh, but once that engine uh, is developed within the marketing portion of it, then it's it's always good to kind of adjust to see, um, you know, how that strategy can take place. So I think a lot of people are, you know, expecting a quick ROI and thinking that, you know, it's going to be an instantaneous effect that will translate into sales and, you know, growing their existing clientele overnight when, it, when in actuality it does take time. Um, to, to grow that following and posting um, good level of content rather than just posting regular uh, content, but, you know, being more engaging with your target audience. You bring up a very good point in terms of targeting your audience and posting quality content that's engaging, because one of the challenges you see in social media is you need to have instant follower base but how, how much of quality your follower base is doing by working with your content? That's like the missing piece of the puzzle always. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the you know, I think a lot of people think that they just have to post for the sake of posting and that will somehow translate into more likes, which then translates into more followers. Um, and the thing that I always like to say when, you know, kind of talking about social media strategy is, let it be organic um, because I think there's a lot of confusion or seems to be a lot of confusion between organic content and trying to buy followers to, you know, to uh, show that you have a strong following. So even if it takes time to get that organic growth, it would, it's much better to go that route than to inflate a uh, number of followers that you have um, to secure more clients. Um, 
you know, always engaging with your target demographic within the comment sections on each platform. I think a lot of people also at times can use the same messaging across platforms. Uh, what I like to say is it's, it's like a TV commercial on each network. If you keep the messaging the same across uh, all of the networks, then you'll probably get a similar response. Whereas if you tailor the message to each platform based upon the buyer persona and the demographic profile, then that's more likely to translate into more interaction and possible clients that route. I'm so excited to learn these different digital media strategies and customizing your content to connect with your different user bases. And you know that's something that is always essential to strike a chord with your audiences, right? It's not that you have to post 10 times a day in order to get results. It's more about what exactly is the value that you're providing to your users. Right, no, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, on that point, uh, one of the approaches that we take with working with our clients is um, we do a mix of promoting what they're doing with the company itself and then looking at gleaning um, news publications that operate in that sector. Um, so, for example, if we have a company that operates in the telehealth sector like we do, we promote their content and then we also look at where the industry is going and, and post content that way. Um, that way the content is not as stagnant, but it's you get different perspectives. Um, and it also helps the company in some ways um, adapt to those new strategies that will benefit them um, both in the short term and the long term. That's pretty cool. And to our listeners who are tuning in, please drop a hello and where you're tuning in from, uh, if you're watching it live or if you're watching it on replay, so we get a chance to know who is listening to this podcast as well. Now, Paige, let me ask you this. As an Asian, as an Asian CEO of a company like Think, Think Impact, what are some challenges you see uh, holding this position? Um, I mean, for me, I, I don't like to think of it in that terms. Um, and for me, at least, I, I look at it from a generic, general perspective. Um, as an, you know, as a new entrepreneur coming in, uh, one thing that I pride or try to pride myself on is is uh, building authentic relationships with not only the existing clients but with potential clients. Um, because I, I like to say we're not a prescriptive agency, whereas some of, I think some of the big firms. You know, it's a, it's a set price and you, this is what you get for that price. And, you know, it, it turns into a big kind of work working relationship. Whereas us being a small business, uh, we really try to um, build relationships and while also providing high quality work. Um, so when I came in initially, um, you know, I used to write long emails to prospective clients trying to tell them why they should go with us compared to our competition um, but learned very quickly that, you know, that approach needed to be tweaked a little. Um, and then just having confidence, you know, when approaching new clients, we, I would have my pitch deck and make it very short, simple, concise. Um, and, uh, you know, tell them why we were a better choice over our competition. So it's a long-winded answer, but, um, you know, I, I think for me, I just look at it in a general sense rather than kind of looking at it through through that perspective. Yeah, it's different perspectives, right, that work for you. Uh, for somebody who was born and raised here, you know, probably you have a different lens of looking at how your heritage plays a role in what you're doing. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm definitely a proud, proud Indian CEO, but, um, but yeah, I guess approaches are, are a bit different. 
Um, but for me, I don't like to, I guess, kind of think of it in that niche. Um, it's just, I guess, more about strategy and, and hopefully trying to win over new clients and customers and grow from there. So basically, so based on that experience for the last couple of years, what's one thing that's really helped you win your clients? Like, what's that success sauce that you have figured out that's worked for, well for you? So I, I think it's a couple of different things. Um, for us, um, the new clients that we've gotten, it's been mainly through word of mouth, um, where we've done work for existing clients and um, they, they liked our work. And so they knew a couple of other small business owners that with our approach that we took, that they would, they thought we would be a good fit for them as well. Um, and then through LinkedIn and Twitter, um, been getting a lot of uh, uh, DMs and um, people reaching out through some of the posts that I've posted. And um, But it's also, I mean, I've also ventured into different industries, uh, or at least kind of reached out to people in some of the emerging sectors, like AI and, and machine learning, um, just to kind of get their perspective on how they started their company and also trying to land them as a client. Um, just because I've done doing and doing some research, um, I've seen certain sectors that are within the marketing portion of it that are expected to kind of go up. Um, so I've also been trying to keyword search uh, through LinkedIn as well. So what are some of the future trends that you're predicting in terms of, uh, you know, the different domains that beat AI or 3D printing that you see as the, the future? Can you share some of those with us? Yeah, so I think 3D printing is definitely a big up and coming trend. Um, I actually had a client within the 3D printing sector um, that we work with. And then I think um, VR and AR combination of using those um, sectors through technology, for example, similar to like the Google Glass, for example, but where it's more virtual and more augmented. Um, and then AI automation is, is the name of the game. Um, I, I feel currently right now, um, and we have a client that's actually also based out of Michigan that specializes in autonomous vehicles, and we help them with their marketing as well. Um, so in addition to that, um, I think, you know, a lot of these, uh, these face cameras where they use AI technology to kind of, uh, from a marketing approach, they use that to kind of make marketing decisions um, and deep learning as well. Interesting technologies out there, right? So that's super cool to see how the future is evolving so fast. Now tell us this, Tage. You know, you've been in the, the business of entrepreneurship for a couple of years. How do you handle low moments in your life as the CEO? Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely, I think, you know, entrepreneurship definitely has its ups and downs. Um, but for me, you know, I, I really... Um, Think about it in two ways, I guess. For me, usually get advice on, you know, if I have, if I doubt myself or something, I usually um, talk with my parents because like I said, one, my dad has his own company and then my mom is in corporate. So if I ever run into any doubts, I, I kind of take their advice on how to approach certain things and um, from a strategic point of view. And then kind of remembering why I started the company. Um, you know, I, I think at times entrepreneurship can be, to some degree, put on a pedestal. I think a lot of people think by having that in their Instagram, Facebook, Twitter bios, that somehow makes them fully knowledgeable about entrepreneurship. 
Um, so just trying to, you know, for me, I, I read a lot, <laughs> read a lot of business books, just to kind of keep myself uh, educated um, within the business facet of it. Um, and then watching YouTube videos, um, you know, just learning about different trends and uh, following a different couple of websites in terms of what the latest on social media platforms and what um, end user features that they're, you know, trying to include and how that would that would benefit and somehow try to incorporate that within uh, our marketing strategy as well um, when approaching prospective clients. That's pretty cool. We do have uh, a live listener tuning in whom let's acknowledge. Uh, we have Peter who's joining in. Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter, welcome to the show. And if you have a question for Tej, please drop it uh, as a uh, in the comment box as well so we can get it answered. All right. So. Tell us this, like when you started entrepreneurship, was there a pivotal moment that made you feel this is it? I mean, I think for me, it was a culmination of different experiences that I had. Uh, so while I was a student, both undergrad and grad at OU, um, I held many internships um, and then many corporate roles as well. Um, so some of the internships that I worked were in sports and entertainment. So it kind of provided a marketing lens through that. Um, working for Oakland County government um, and the county executive and kind of seeing, you know, strategically how it's done there. Um, then working for a global company called Henkel. Um, they're based out of Germany and I was supporting their global um, chief marketing officer. So I guess through some of these roles that I had, it provided different perspectives. And then something that even kind of confirmed my, my entrepreneurship thing or my entrepreneurship interest was doing independent study projects through OU School of Business. Um, so one of them was establishing a su successful partnership between an aviation company in Bangalore and Michigan and um, kind of dissecting how that partnership came to be. And then the other one was actually marketing. We have a program here called Ideas to Business. Um, so helping market that where students can pitch their business idea to the dean and um, the marketing faculty, kind of writing content for that, um, as well as working for this uh, this autonomous company as well. Um, so learning about different technologies and kind of using that culmination of experiences to help jumpstart Think Impact in 2017. I think it's great you had this congruence based on your career experiences as well as from your alumni network as part of your school uh, that helped you really push yourself into entrepreneurship. And I'm so glad you had this opportunity. But what advice would you give to some of our listeners on finding that path towards entrepreneurship? Like what's one thing they should do to position themselves as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I mean, a couple of things. I would say always um, learn about the, um, the advancements within your field, because chances are, whichever, regardless of which sector you want to start a business in, there's always evolving technological trends to kind of keep up with. So make sure you, you read up about that and then tap into like any alumni networks, you know, people that you know, whether it's through LinkedIn or, um, you know, family, friends to kind of get their perspective on entrepreneurship um, because it is, I mean, as much as it has its pros and cons, it, it is a, a evolving work environment, I guess, it's regular, it's other than a nine to five. Um, and then tap into, um, you know, news publications and YouTube videos because you can learn a lot from um, 
about what's going on and, and how you can kind of contribute in that environment as well. So it's active research, figuring out what's happening around you and tapping into your network to learn more is very crucial. But tell me the stage, how important has mentorship been uh, to your career? Oh, it's been huge. Um, you know, when I, like I said, at the start of the, the formation of my business, um, you know, I seeked out my parents' advice. And then I also um, reached out to a couple of contacts that I knew within my LinkedIn network that were also entrepreneurs um, to get their perspective of, you know, what does, what is entrepreneurship? What does it look like? What are some of the pros and cons that they faced in their journey? And what advice, again, would they have? So it, it plays a very big role. Um, and also tapping into some of the, the local companies at the C-suite level, um, whether it was kind of uh, job shadowing them for a day to see, you know, what actually, I mean, I think a lot of people like to talk about entrepreneurship, but to kind of see it in action even provides a further more realistic picture. So job shadowing with some of the local companies to see what, what involves that in a typical day. And um, yeah, just keeping in touch with them as well, because you never know where those relationships could lead to when you do eventually start your own business and how that could play a very pivotal role in, in that person's journey as well. That's very true, Paige. I know you're a young entrepreneur, but if there's one thing that you would change in your career journey so far, what would that be? I think for me, uh, and I kind of tend to repeat this often, but for me, I'm much more of an introvert. Um, I'm not, uh, so I, it took me a while to kind of overcome that and, and learn that, you know, within the entrepreneurship and as well as business as a whole, um, it's also always important to express, be expressive and express what you want. Um, you know, initially I was, I was more of a quiet individual that liked to get things done and and um, take different approaches to getting those things done, but it's being more confident and more um, more approachable in terms of how things get done. And then always continuing to learn, even from you know competition and you know uh, to see how I can frame Think Impact in a way that can be access that can be helpful to anyone within that needs marketing help, um, whether it's small to mid-sized companies or other companies um, in the local area. That's pretty amazing. It's such a beautiful transition, the way you described it from being an introvert. But you know how introverts have a lot more power in terms of getting things done in a, in a, in a different approach, right? So what is one thing you told yourself when you felt like as an entrepreneur, you've got to be extroverted, you've got to network, and you've got to be a, you know, a different personality? What is one thing that kept you going when you had to shift your personality from introvert to being more extroverted? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, um, you know, I think in terms of things that I did, you know, took, took some public speaking <laughs> um, through the Dale Carnegie, actually Dale Carnegie course, because um, initially I had, you know, some of the stage fright in terms of presenting and, you know, I used to talk pretty fast and so I, I kind of took public speaking that way when I present to prospective clients, it could be more relaxed rather than kind of trying to rush and, and make a good impression and, and rush that process. Um, and then really it was just more of a, a can-do attitude. Um, you know, I think just trying to push myself, not 
again, not being very expressive that much, but just keeping that internal uh, mind and, and having the encouragement of, of my parents and family and friends that definitely helped as well. Thanks for sharing those candid insights, Tej. And look where you are, you know, on our Career Startup Leadership Podcast and uh, how, how, you're, how wonderful it is to hear your story of transformation in a way where you've uh, really focused on the different aspects of your personality that could be a, a brand ambassador for your company. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, thank you for having me on. It, it's, it's great to be a part of a show that highlights um, very successful entrepreneurs in different sectors. And uh, hopefully I can live up to, to the level of entrepreneurs that you've had on your show. You know, it's, it's always wonderful to provide a platform like this podcast where I get to learn a lot from my guests as well. You know, there are different aspects of our, our leadership and different aspects of our journey where we can all feel inspired. And we want to focus more on rising entrepreneurs like you as well. So, you know, we are in this journey together. So super honored to have you on the show, Tej. Thank you. Appreciate it. Sure. So as a reminder to our listeners, if you're watching this live or are going to watch it on replay, do drop in a question or a comment to win a free mentoring session with Tej. So it's exclusive and you get a chance to learn from some of the brightest rising stars in the States. So, you know, keep those questions or comments coming in. Now, Tej, let me ask you this. You have Think Helping, which is a nonprofit that's focused on creating an impact in the community. Tell us the idea behind this seed of thought. Yeah, so I mean, for me, um, I've always um, appreciated the support that I've received. And I, I have this belief that um, if you're at a certain point in your organization, be it entrepreneurship or within an organization, um, and people have supported you, it's important to give back. Um, and so with that, um, with that vision in mind, I launched Think Helping in July of 2018, um, so a little over two years ago now. And uh, we provide uh, similar services that Think Impact does for nonprofits. Um, you know, we're more uh, cost effective because we often understand that nonprofits need help um, and, and they're often bootstrapped. But for us, the biggest kind of pillar within that is giving back to the local community and trying to make a big difference. Um, you know, not only take, but give back as well. And so through Think Helping, we have actually formed partnerships with two of Michigan's largest uh, nonprofits, one of them being the Coleman Race for the Cure event that we managed. Um, in the fight against breast cancer, and then the Epilepsy Foundation of Michigan. Um, and so those are two of the biggest marketing campaigns that we've um, helped out with and uh, also open to helping out with other nonprofits as well. And I'm so glad to hear your, your philosophy of giving back to the community as well in this journey of entrepreneurship. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's it's something that's important that I need, that I think should be spread more um, with different organizations, regardless of the size, it's always important to give back. That's amazing. We have a fun rapid fire round for you. Are you ready for it? Absolutely. So you tell us the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the following, who's your role model? Parents. What does success mean to you? Success means managing it in, a, in an effective way. Um, obviously, at the end of the day, having your own company, you want to have success with that as well, but that shouldn't be the, 
the entire definition of success. Um, so kind of managing that with, you know, family life and, and having enjoying time with family and friends. What is one fun thing about Tage? Uh, well, a couple, a couple, I guess. Uh, love to travel um, and explore different cultures. Um, I've been fortunate enough to do that as well. Um, and then like to cook, like to try uh, different cuisines at home. So like to um, do some fusion cooking, some Indian food. I uh, also like to play sports as well. That's a lot of fun facts about you, Tej. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> Thanks for the opportunity. One last question. Uh, what is your native language and one word to describe yourself in it? Uh, native language is English. Um, although I know a um, little bit of Kannada and Gujarati and Hindi, but not, not that much, but English. Um, Personality-wise, just someone that loves to keep himself on his toes and, and likes to um, have new challenges and, and figuring out ways to solve them. That's pretty cool. What's one parting thought that you want to share with our Curry Up Startup podcast listeners? No, I, I definitely enjoyed being on the Curry Up, Curry Up Startup Leadership Podcast. Um, and thank you for all the thoughtful questions that you had and, and for allowing and highlighting our success as a, as a company and um, being able to tell, tell that authentic narrative. Um, really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Tej, for being on our show. So to our Karib Startup Leadership Podcast listeners, that was Tej Ale, the CEO of Think Impact. It's been amazing to hear his candid story of rising as an entrepreneur, using the resources that he has, and giving back to the community as well. And one key takeaway for me is the can-do attitude that Tej has in terms of transforming his personality from an introvert to an extrovert as an entrepreneur and being his best version and helping clients and uh, you know through their digital strategies and especially during these COVID times, helping small business owners is something that's very much the need of the hour. So kudos to you, Tej, and to think impact for making a tremendous impact in the Michigan community. Thank you, Priyanka. I appreciate you having me on and uh, sharing our story. Awesome. Thank you. So to our listeners, this was Tej Ale with your host, Priyanka Komla. Until another episode that's going to happen tomorrow at noon Eastern with a design thinker that's pre Kolari. We're super excited to have him on the show. But until then, do continue to subscribe to us by following me, Priyanka Komla, on LinkedIn, as well as our Career Startup Leadership Podcast page for your LinkedIn Live notifications. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit subscribe and a thumbs up as well. And we are available on all podcast streaming platforms, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. You can consume our content on the go. So do remember to subscribe us as well for your weekly episodes of inspiration from the Asian community and leave a rating for us as well. Until our episode that's happening tomorrow, take care of yourself and have a wonderful rest of the day.